Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hello and welcome to After 9. My name is Chad Higgins. I'm Zach Workin. Zach, how in the world are you, man? Dude, I don't even know, man. I don't, I don't, Chad, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. All I know is I can't get on social media anymore because all my people are hating on each other. <laughs> it is it is a weird time to live in the heartland, man. Like I feel like, you know, people you didn't know and, and the thing is it's both sides, right? Like that's the thing that's so wild to me is in the last couple weeks, like it's been from every angle, right? Like it's people you didn't even know and then your family that had a Facebook that are now like blogging on the daily. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like people you thought had like totally checked out of technology, somehow have these like really entrenched opinions about things you didn't even know they opined about. <laughs> and so I don't know, man. Like it's hard. It's hard to even be talking to you on some kind of tech device because I thought I was swearing off screens, but here we are. <laughs> so Chad Higgins, I, I don't. I don't know how I am or where I am. I just know that I'm here with you. So give me some guidance. <laughs> You know, one of my one of my all time favorite quotes is, um, "Anytime you try to argue um, with a fool, um, the only thing we know for sure is that there's two of, mm. right?" And and I think that like that's very much like this social media type like debate and arguing of just like. Like who, who, who wins? Like in, in all of this, like who wins? But hold on, man. Hold on. As much as I agree with what you just said, there is somebody listening right now that heard you say that quote, heard you explain that quote. And their response is, nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the issue, right? Like the whole thing is like, everybody just wants to know what side you're on. Like they don't even care why you got there. They just want to know, are you with me? Or are you against me? And every stinking thing seems to be this A, B, left, right, red, blue, plus, minus binary. And that nobody even cares how you got there. They just want to know, are you this? Or are you that? And if you're this great, and if you're that, ugh, you know, and it's just ugh, wild, wild times. Zach, arguing with an idiot is like playing chess with a pigeon. <laughs> okay? No matter how good at chess you are, they're just going to poop on the board and walk around like they won. You know what I mean? Like, just take that to heart. That wisdom, just take it to heart, right? Because I, I think that that's what we get into in these, like, social media just, like, barrages is it's just, like, whoever can be the loudest in the room, yeah. like, that that's who wins, right, um, in, in this big ordeal. And, and the sad part of it is this is, you know, for many students, 
um, this is the world of communication, debate, rhetoric that they've ever known, right? This and, is the way they're so, learning it. This is the way they're living it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- this is what they're entrenched in. I think you know, guys, um, our age and older, right? We've, um, man, I remember a time where it was like it seemed like people could get thought out into the world, and whether you agreed with it or not, you could have these civil. Um, discussions, right? That that bettered both sides in some ways, sure. <laughs> and and not to like, you know, like ide- idealize the past, and and it had many faults as well, and even in this area, probably in some different light that was just that looked different. But I think the thing that we need to be concerned with as youth ministers is how entrenched our students are in this, and then really even what does social media look like for us, right? Because yeah. you know we're not going to beat this dead horse to death. Like we all have our own opinions on it. And, and all of that kind of thing. But but what we want to tackle is, you know, how are we using social media? Um, what's the, the best practice of that? What are some pitfalls that we fall into? Um, because at the end of the day, whether we want to or not, social media is a part of the lives of our students. And so um, we can either engage in a way that's helpful and useful for them, or we become just this void, if that makes sense. That's and and if we're a void, something else is going to take that space um, and and be in the ears or the eyes um, of our students. And so I think we have a, a responsibility in some ways, at least to have some sort of platform or thought of social media and how we use it in our ministries. So, hey, everybody, welcome to After 9, Episode 64. How do I even use social media for youth ministry? And I think, Chad, you raised all these questions, and thank you listeners for partnering for a little bit of a rant, but these are relevant questions for the life of our student ministry. If you are a youth minister, a youth worker, full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you work with young people, you have got to begin to consider the ways in which social media is building around you or away from you or towards you some kind of communication platform to your students, because they are out there, they are seeing it, and whatever you are doing or not doing, and either activity or passivity, we have got to think through the tough questions of social media use, what we say, how we say it, when we say it, where we say it. And so Chad and I are excited to dive into this question today, and you have got to be thoughtful. You've got to be thinking. So if you're an After 9 listener, stick with us. We're going to talk through the big picture stuff, and then we're going to break it down and give you lots of helpful advice, hints, practical tips, and shape you in a way that reveals this good heart and honesty when it comes to social media and youth ministry. So Chad, give us, like, what, what's the deal? What's the problem? Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was tweeting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to think that was scripted, but that was a joke, and that's a legitimate <laughs> real joke. That just happened. <laughs> You know, I think I think that there are multiple problems when it comes to uh, to social media, and, and so I think that we the the first um, the first issue that I want to talk on and hit on is probably one that we'll spend just a little bit of time on um, here. But but it's exactly kind of what I was joking about um, is that we're not present, right? Um, yeah. And and I just I want to focus on us because you know we can talk until we're blue in the face that. You know, students are on their phone, even when they're right. you know, at church or listening to your sermon and how frustrating that that can be. But man, I know that I have even been guilty um, many, many times of being in a room with actual people, right? Yeah. And not just their <laughs> thoughts on a screen. And I find myself gravitating towards my phone because whether we like it or not, right, there's a little bit of 
and an addiction and that dopamine hit when we get that like or that comment um, on our social media stuff and we want to see what's going on. And we almost feel like we're out of touch with the world around us when we're standing in a room full of people. And so your students will recognize that even about you if you're not aware of how much time you're on your phone and connected to your phone when they're around, right? And so I think that we have this responsibility of being present in the moment. Well, I think about it. There are moments where you can just see it play out that people are on their phones because getting the notification, getting the like, getting the message, getting the response is more gratifying than having the conversation with the person next to them. And that's a scary proposition and a scary reality to live in that you could have a flesh and blood person or persons around you, near you. Like forget the like sermonizing platform talk. I'm talking like small group time. I'm talking like hangout time before or after youth group activities or event time that you are are getting a better like like boost or you're feeling that biological lift because you got a like on a on a post instead of actually connecting with the person in front of you. Youth pastor, can we get real? Can we get honest? They're probably more inclined to be that way if they see it modeled by you. And I am pointing at myself with the biggest thumb that I can because I am the guy that says put your phones away and then immediately finds excuses to check my cell phone during Sunday sermon. And that's us. Like, they see it. They see it. And I know that they've learned it from other sources. And I know that what they see you do for four hours a week is nothing compared to what they see done for the rest of the week. But youth pastor, you've got to be clean, conscious, and full of integrity on this issue. Be oh so careful in the ways in which you are modeling your adulthood and your right to have a phone in front of these young people that are learning what it means to have access to a phone, a tablet, or a screen in front of them at all times. If you want them to be present, then it has to start with you. It always starts with you. Any change always starts with you. Be present. Even when you think, that, oh, I really got that message or someone could call, it could be an emergency. If you've got students in a room with you, you were at the best place you could possibly be. If there are students gathered at whatever youth function or group or time together, don't miss that because there might be a person outside that room that calls you. I get it. You're responsible. You're an adult, but you also are pastor. Shepherd them and love them and see the transformation in yourself before you begin to ask it of them. Yeah, man. And and just in a, I mean, a form of honesty here, like there have been times in my life um, and, and unhealthy times where it was like in the middle of like a service, right? I would just not even like intentionally, but find myself grabbing my phone, clicking on Twitter, right? And just reading for a moment, right? While things were happening around me. And it's like, like, I, I hate even admitting that, but I feel like, um, I, I feel like I need to admit that because I, I don't think that I'm the only one in this boat, right? Yeah. And and if we're having that just knee-jerk reaction in those moments to just almost like subconsciously turn on my phone, hit Twitter, look, right? Then if we're dealing with those same sort of temptations, it, it's just as great, if not greater, for many of our students. That's right. And so we need to help break this cycle in some way and not being so tied to – um, you know, a platform that I'm not going to hate all day long because I think that, um, man, it is so useful, right? It Our is. world's connected more than it ever has been. I mean, you talk about the opportunity for the gospel to be spread to the ends of the earth. Like social media makes that happen um, in some really um, realistic ways yeah. much quicker than we could ever even imagine. And and so 
Um, we just need to be conscious of being present in the moment. You know, I think another big pitfall um, that that I see is probably a a lack of use of social media in some way, in some um, relevant ways, right? Okay. And this Let's goes be more about that. This goes beyond just like your personal account, right? Um, one of the big things over the last, really since Facebook started. Um, as ministries started to use them and connecting with people and all, all of these kind of things, there was definitely this like um, transition as ministries started to create their own Facebook accounts or Twitter's accounts, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever that may be. Zanga pages. And Zanga pages. <laughs> um, the it, it seems like it seems like there's a lack of a knowledge of how to run these. Okay. Um, as an organization over just an individual it's, and they're running a, a business account, like they're running their personal account. Yeah. Um, or they'll try to run it like a business account, but, but I think that there's just a lack of knowledge of what to do. And okay. so what these accounts often just become is um, I'm going to tell them to sign up for something. Yeah. And then like Wednesday at three o'clock, I'm going to throw out like, the same like plea to come tonight that I've yeah. done for the last 45 weeks in a row. Right. Yeah. Same and, graphic, same text, same thing every week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it becomes this like broken record. And um, for students, they just, they mute it, right? There's so much information that you start to just get used to. Okay. This account is always just going to say this. Yeah. I know it. I don't need to follow it as closely. I'm not even going to pay attention. It, it it doesn't even register when I scroll by it in my screen because I've already seen it. I know what it's going to be about. Um, there's just that assumption on their end, and so there's a lack of um, even um, an engaging with it in any sort of way that's positive or useful. Well, see, that's one of the things that I think that's changed a lot in some of that mentality, Chad, is before it was like you know have your social media thing as kind of your storefront, your front door, your glass window to see in what's going on. But the change has been because there's an overload of information is you've got to have a character, a personality to all your posts. And so I think this is one of the things we'll get into the second half a little bit more, but there may be an argument to kind of transition out of having a dedicated youth ministry Instagram and having it be the overflow of you. And I get there's like a it's important to have a separation because like you know, you're not going to be at that church forever, or you're not going to, you know, always post things that are youth ministry relevant. But the thing is, at the end of the day, you want them to connect with you. Like the ministry itself is only this like grouping of relationships anyway. And you know, the next youth minister is going to change the name of whatever the youth group you named it to be. <laughs> so, you know, whatever, you know, ignite, fire, lit, you called the youth ministry is going to change, you know, when eventually you'll have to go somewhere else. And so again, like th there is this, I think, improper use that, that either it becomes so personal it's indistinguishable from you or it becomes so plain or vanilla that it becomes you know just noise and i think that's one of the things that's got to be part of this like rethinking recrafting what are we doing what are we saying what's it for to really help motivate youth ministers to participate in social media in the right kinds of ways and i think related to that and this is one of the we'll, we'll say before we go to the break is that there's got to be a confidence in what you're doing. I think there is too often this desperate plea that the youth minister will post, will write, will say, you know, please sign up or, you know, 
like to unlock this or, you know, uh, holler at me if you're going to extreme weekend or whatever. And that ends up becoming these like, I don't know, desperation, please desperation cries for like, look at me, hear me, see me. And again, it goes back to the very first question, what you model in your kind of growth and maturity and formation is what students will see and either be drawn to or repelled by. And I think the confident maturity, not an arrogance, but a confident maturity of what you're about, what you stand for, that is full of character and personality, like that's the thing that ultimately will draw students into what you have to say. It's it's all the same things that are true that when you speak or present on stage, it's not about trying to be funny if you're not funny. It's not about trying to be super witty if you're not witty or like, you know, twisting your words or punny or whatever you need to be authentically and honestly you and from the overflow of that people will connect with that i think that is again we've said it before in youth ministry there is a desire for an authenticity there's a desire for connection and accessibility and these are the same truths that are very very real and true when it comes to our online presence because again we are not about lowering ourselves to where the students are but finding ways to lift them up hopefully in the kind of maturity and growth that we want to see in them and not just what we already see like what what will be and not just what already is that's really, really good. Well, let, let's head to the break, and then when we come back, um, instead of just talking about the issue here, um, let's let's really unpack some great tips and tools um, that you can use to really boost your social media um, presence um, or, or to even examine um, what your social media presence is. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to After 9. You are the community that makes this podcast work and keeps us going. And we are so thankful for your listenership. If you are in the need for some resources, a booster pack full of social media images, of graphics, of games, of resources that are cohesive and themed, check out youthministrybooster.com today. We've got amazing booster packs in every kind of way. And if you use the code AFTER9 at checkout, you can save 9 bucks on any booster pack. That's right, 9 bucks on any booster pack for being an AFTER9 listener. Simply use the code AFTER9, A-F-T-E-R, number 9, today. Hey, everybody, welcome back to AFTER9, episode 64. Chad, we're still doing this thing, right? Every week, never missed a week, AFTER9, we're here for you. A lot of heart, a lot of honesty when it comes to the questions of youth ministry, but also a lot of help. And that's one of the things that we're going to get into today. So let me outline a couple points, Chad, and I want you to come back through and fill them in. The question for social media and youth ministry today, I think, relates to, uh, let's say it this way. There's got to be, we talked about in the first half, some personality some consistency, and I think some great, great content when it comes to social media. I think you've got to know who you are, (laughs) you've got to post frequently and consistently, and you've got to have the great content that's even being filled in in those things. So Chad, maybe speak a little bit more to this like personality or this motive kind of thing of not maybe designing, but maybe revealing kind of the social media presence or persona we're hoping to have online. Sure. You know, it it goes back to a little bit of what you were saying before the break, but but I think a, a lot of this question is it comes down to um, like who you are and who your ministry is, right? Kind of these these core values um, that you hold, and, and then just kind of being true to yourself, right? Like your students know who you are, right? They know yeah. what to expect <laughs> from your personal um, account, and so when our um, 
when our ministry account is maybe so polar opposite of who we are, then it just becomes stale and, and static, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, imagine if this was true for like a, a company, right? Like every company has its own um, identity in some yeah. ways, if that makes sense, right? Um, like, like I can expect from... What's a good example? Okay, Apple, right? They're like, cool, right? Like when Apple, Apple's got to be cool, man. Yeah, yeah like you, you're going to expect from some of their just like branding platforms. Like you, you're you're going to know what you're going to get um, from Apple. In, in the same way, um, like for a youth minister, like if you're just naturally funny, right? Funny, <laughs> yeah. And your students know that about you. Um, they enjoy that about you. There's probably a level of your ministry that is also funny, right? Yeah. Like you do fun games and things like that. And so what a what a great way to engage your students online by incorporating like either pictures from like the game that you played the night before yeah. or like the anticipation leading up to that. Maybe you can engage them. Like you're going to, you know that you're going to tell this story Wednesday night. Yeah. And so you just want to give them a little bit of a teaser yeah, right, on, on Facebook because that shows like um, your personality in some ways. But I'll also say this, maybe for you, like you're very conscious in your ministry as itself having its own identity. And so maybe, maybe your students know and engage really well with that truth already as being this like hip, cool, relevant, you know what I mean? Like maybe you've got a youth room that is just out of this world and all those kind of things. Then a lot of the things that I think that you want to gravitate towards on your social media presence is some of that. And so incorporating more like pictures and engaging images um and link them to some great like man blog articles and things like that i think that that's something that we could all be doing no matter what your personality is yeah. is giving yeah. students great resources and tools outside of our own ministry that we want to point them to because your students are perusing youtube they're yeah. perusing like different information and so let's continue to have that voice that we have on wednesdays and sundays into their social media right and so man as you're reading like blog articles or man listening to sermons that you're like wow man this really touched my heart share those things yes. right yeah. get them into the hands of your students um and, and so i think that that's it's it's key and engaging for us to really understand our identity, not of only, not only of who we are, but who our ministry is and living into and spreading that identity into this social world. No, that's good. Again, if it's good enough that you like it and read it, then share it. Right. And maybe, right. maybe it's like, you know, something you share specifically to like parents or your youth workers or whatever, but like be a full person. Don't just be this like hollow promoter for like youth group Sunday, youth group Wednesday, youth group Sunday, camp, camp, camp. Like that's not all of you. Like share the things that you're reading and working through and thinking through carefully, but share yeah. them. <laughs> right. The second thing is consistency chat. And I think this is the thing that helps us audit what we are actually trying to do in building a social media platform. This is the thing that every time that you and I get asked to have conversations about social media, we always try to mention this. People that run churches, social media accounts, especially youth pastors, want to be involved every single place. That is okay 
if you will be consistently involved involved in every single place. If you are not a Snapchat user, don't fake it until you make it. If you right. have no idea how to use Twitter, stay off it. Right. <laughs> like if you're not going to go there, if you're not going to use it, if you're not going to post, can we say this number? If you're not going to post five to six times a week on that media network, get rid of it delete it, ignore it. Because the last thing you want is for someone to stumble upon your Twitter or your Instagram where the last post was from last summer's camp and it's now like the next fall, right? Like you don't want it to be that one picture a year where it's like, oh, here's our camp picture. No, you've got to be active. If you're only posting on it once a week, seriously consider if you need it. It will be a breath of fresh air for you to have it off of your responsibility platter. And secondly, it will help you reinforce and double down on the things that you're all about. Yeah. For us, student ministry, I really think if you're asking for personal opinions, Instagram and Facebook, I know that the snap is where the kids are at. I know that Twitter is probably where you're at personally, but professionally, ministerially, what seems to be true is that face and Insta are good. And if snap is true for you, then make that good for you but be where your students are and where you will post consistently. Like don't just create the account because you think you ought to have the account. Be active and engaging in it. It's only good if you're actually using it consistently, consistently, consistently. Right. Yeah. You know, and I would say even to that, Zach, is knowing who is in each of those platforms and and targeting um, your voice in a specific way. The reality is your Facebook stuff is probably for your parents at this yeah. point anyway. It's for those that are over 19 or 29 or 39 or 40. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can be smart in that, right? Yeah. Share more things that are more parent-related on your student ministry um, page um, in, in your Facebook account, right? Because that's probably who's reading it anyway. And so um, they're going to engage with that more. It gives you a better voice into your parents, um, all of those kind of things. And, and like Zach was saying, you know, I mean, for him, it's Facebook and Instagram, but I'll even push back on him a little bit. Um, you need to be having the conversation with your students and figuring out exactly where they're at. Because yeah. for Zach, I mean, his students may be, you know, Facebook, Instagram, but for you, m- maybe your students are like just solely primarily snapchat that's it yeah (laughs) and you know and i'll probably be the first one to like beat the drum of going snapchat scares me a little bit um but if your students are there um then I think that it's worth at least considering engaging in that conversation. Now I will, I will be a proponent in that for us as, as ministers and even just anyone, um, there probably needs to be some, some safety things that you put in place um, for yourself in a platform like that, that um, it's really easy that, you know, maybe you know that you share this account with your spouse or with another minister on staff and all of those kind of things, just so that we're living above reproach and some areas that that could be a little dicey if we're going to be very honest and, and know the reality of it. Yeah, um, especially it may, it may be dicey even if we're a good person, right? Like sometimes that just happens to come your way and you're not ready, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and so, um, but we want to be wise and okay. If they're there, then how do we engage them? And what are we doing with that voice? Um, you know. Jumping back on the consistency a little bit more, one of the tools that we use um, with Youth Ministry Booster and After Nine um, is a program called Buffer. You know, if there's one thing that you'll hear us preach all day long, it's work smarter, not harder, right? That's right. And, and because I know that for a fact, this stuff can be draining. Yes. Um, 
with you know our booster and after nine stuff alone um in a given day um we'll have at least about 12 and 15 posts throughout the day between all these different things and that may be even low the more i think about it um but that can be like just exhausting coming up with new content all the, the the time and what to share and all these kind of things. But with a, uh, um, a platform like buffer that you can get and you can load up everything, uh, beforehand in a given week, then you're not tied to your phone constantly. That's right. You have things that are going to tweet out, um, at optimal times for you. And, and, um, that way the most amount of people are going to be, be able to engage in those and, and the content that you're putting out there and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you can just kind of set it, walk away, leave, and it's going to continue to post for you. That way, when you get on Twitter, all you're really worried about is, okay, how am I engaging other people? Retweeting things, sharing things, liking things, commenting, all that kind of stuff. Then it's not just you as a blanket billboard throwing out your information, but you're engaging in a two-way conversation, which really makes um, social media stuff come alive anyway. No, that's great. And we'll post some things in the bottom. So Chad is a big Buffer fan, and he gets all of his accolades from that. I'm a big fan of Later is another app that gives you that kind of scheduling protocol. But this is the way that you can help keep up with your consistency. Because if you are waking up every morning trying to post something, it's very difficult. But if you can take an afternoon or you know that lazy Thursday because you're thinking about your day off on a Friday, or if you've got that Sunday afternoon, you wake up from the nap, you have church later, you don't want to worry about it, Having a program like Later or Buffer or Hootsuite or all the other ones that are available allow you to take a couple hours and turn that into a whole week's worth of content because you can set, schedule, and it's great. It's very helpful. Um, but Chad, I think more than just the content consistency and scheduling is the the content itself. And so the thing that I would share with everybody uh, beyond just checking out Youth Ministry Booster, which includes a social media boost with every booster pack that's themed towards your teaching. You have things that are related to the logos and then things that are also relevant and unique that you can post on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook sized appropriately is getting some kind of development or help app. Uh, I, my personal favorite is Adobe Spark. It's free. You probably already know about it and are probably using it. If not, now you do use it. There's that and like 35 other ones that give you access to great fonts, to great images, allow you to size, animate, gift things. And it's just so helpful and great because it is <laughs> the last thing that most of us want to do is sit down with a really intensive photo editing software or to like scour Google images for a relevant image when all we really wanted to do was say, hey, thinking of you and praying for you today in a bold right. blue font, right? And so have a tool, use a tool, like some of the ones that are 2 and 4 and $5, they're well worth it. They're totally well worth it because, again, you're going to use it every day or every week at least, setting up your content, scheduling your content because you want it to look great. There is too many other sources of information for you to have really bland, blasé, or kind of like jumbled or muddled content. It needs to look good. And there's ways, resources, people, and apps that will help you do that. So make sure if you are going to post wherever it is, that it looks great. You know, that's one of the things that we do at Youth Ministry Booster. We create these social media packs because we understand that this is this is one of those things that even in our minds on the priority scale, it falls lower, right? Yeah. We we think that you as a youth minister have many other things that are far more important than these things. But here's the truth. These things matter. And and so um, that's why we created the, the entire suite of Youth Ministry Booster social media stuff uh, because we wanted to give you content. And that's one of the things that I would recommend, even if you're not a Booster user, that as you're, um, as you're creating 
um, your sermons each week, that you're also thinking about, okay, what do I need to communicate before and what do I need to communicate after on yeah. social media that helps students engage in what we're talking about? Um, one of the easy ways for you to start to create some consistency and some content in your social media stuff is to use what you're already using to teach yes. um, and then creating and turning those into great graphics or just tweetable things, right? If you're going to use a quote from someone in your sermon, that is like low-hanging fruit yeah. of becoming um, something on Instagram in a graphic form. And so that's easy. It allows your students... Um, to engage with that either before or after. And I definitely recommend after, after, after like, man, you're going to spend so much time and you want these students to hear what you're talking about on a Wednesday or a Sunday or whenever, then help them re-engage all through the week and be remembering what you talked about. Yes. It's such a better way to learn for students when it's not just this single thing that you said at once and then they forget it as they walk out of the door, but you can help them recall it, remember it and grow in it. No, that's right. If it's worth your prep, it's probably worth a post. And so yeah. even if your friends that are listening, um, take what you're already doing and turn it into the thing that helps you minister in the micro ways. Don't live Sunday to Sunday or Sunday to Wednesday. Hear us say, be a minister the whole week through and utilize these resources and tools to have the, the impact that you're wanting to have every time you gather as a group throughout the week. Social media is a powerful tool. Let's aim it in the right direction and give it the quality, character, consistency, and content that it deserves from you and for you. We love you. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on After Nine Ministry uh, on Twitter or Youth Ministry Booster on Instagram. We love you. We pray for you. Thanks for all that you do. Keep up the hard work, and we'll catch you next week on After Nine. Thanks for listening to After Nine. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After Nine Ministry, or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.